while writing his test, the teacher said to Temba, at least to Temba's son, Mandla, I hope I didn't see you looking at Sepo's test paper. I hope you didn't see me either, say, replied Mandla. Oh, I'm so happy to say good evening to you. I've got all my faculties with me. I'm fully healed. No, not even one, one part of the flu virus is still in my body. If you don't trust me, come in here and kiss me. You'll be fine by tomorrow. You'll still be okay. My name is Rem Smabot, and thank you very much for choosing to join us. This is Metro FM Talk, what we do every Monday and Tuesday. Tonight we're going to, as I told you, uh, you know, December we try to do things slightly different uh, from our normal programming. So there's going to be slight change. And uh, But we will have our Talk 5 News Bulletin. We will have our consumer feature at the end with Lu uh, Lucius Budibe talking about uh, motor consumer related issues. However, the biggest feature tonight is speaking to a 19-year-old SA-born UK-based game changer. This young man... At, at, in 14 days raises a hundred thousand rand to make a contribution to a better Christmas to people in Tembisa and he's in studio tonight and we're going to talk to him about his story his journey how he ends up in the UK and what gets into a 19 year old's head to raise money for the deserving if I remember anything about me at 19 it's not even publishable so, let's start with our Talk 5 news. And uh, after that, we will certainly move to our game changer. I implore you, I promise you, I implore you to listen to this conversation I'm going to have. And yeah, I, I actually, I'll explain to you how I got to know about him. I only got to know about him on Friday. Very interesting story lying in my sick bed. But we start with our Talk News. Apple Incorporated is set to acquire Shazam, the app that lets you identify songs, movies, and TV shows from an audio clip in a deal reportedly worth 400 US dollars, just a cool 5.0 billion uh, South African rand. Shazam has been popular for past 19 years, having received over 1 billion downloads. Where have we been? Why, why do I only know about Shazam in the last like three years or so? And it's been around for 19. I'm South Africa even. Something is wrong with us. Damn. Marian Roberts has increased its uh, shareholding in the Bombella Concession Company, the special purpose vehicle appointed in 2006 to design, partially finance, build, operate, and maintain the Houghton Rapid Rail Link uh, to 50%. Uh, this follows MNR finalizing the acquisition of a further 17% shareholding in the Bombella Concession Company, BCC, for a total consideration of 405 million rand. 405 million rand. Oh, we play with good figures on this show. Uh, and uh, Steinhoff International Holdings Chairperson Christoph Wiese, uh, seeking to stabilize the embattled retailer, is negotiating a standstill agreement on a 1.5 billion euro uh, margin loan under which banks would suspend the sale of stock until next year, according to people with knowledge of the discussions. Now, let me give you an, ex an idea of what 1.5 billion euro could be about 24 billion south african rand the south african social security agency will be forking out around 2.2 billion rand over the next year to hand the grant payment system over to the post office this figure is on par with what it currently pays cash 
Paymaster Services. I am ever glad that this story ended very well. And finally, the Federation of Unions of South Africa, FEDUSA, will meet the Public Investment Corporation on Monday over Steinhoff meltdown amid mounting concerns over the fallout on workers and pensioners from the biggest corporate scandal the JSE has ever experienced. The purpose of this meeting is to find ways of salvaging workers' pensions managed by the PIC. So on Friday, uh, still nursing my flu, I get a phone call from a gentleman I know I play golf with. And he says, can you help me man, get some media? So there's a young man who's doing amazing stuff in Tembisa today. He's like, are you crazy? Bro? This is like short notice. But then he tells me a story of this young person, 19 year old, doing amazing stuff, raising money for the poor. And when I heard that he was 19, and when I heard that he's actually UK-based and he comes here over holidays to come and do amazing stuff, and I also heard well, partly, but it's also slightly a sad story surrounding what he was doing around, and I thought, you got to talk to this young person. Not many of us have done half of what he's done in our old age. And at 19, Mutibi Pen Kekana, and a student from London, just finishes A-levels, and starting university next year. He calls himself a nerd. He looks like one. Uh, he's also in love with sport, and we'll talk about that. I have some problems with that, uh, at least the one team that he's associated with. He's played both at Charlton and, yes, Arsenal Academies, uh, but ended up choosing to pursue his higher education as opposed to a life of professional football, which I also think is slightly crazy. <laughs> uh, but before he goes to university, he wanted to come back to his dad's home country and do his part to give back. And that's how I got to know about him. He's tonight our game changer and he's going to tell us his story and why he's doing what he's doing. Good evening, mate. Good evening, Rams. How are you? I'm dark and lovely. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I, I am mightily moved by your story. Completely, but completely moved by a story because, not only because it's a great story, but it's a story in this time of the year where some people just want to hear good stories. You know, yeah. it's just things that will warm us up a bit. But let's start with you. Let's start with Mutibi. Who are you? Where were you born? You know, tell us a bit about your story. It's only 19 years of life. It's not long. Okay, so <laughs> I'm Mutibi Penkikana. Um I was born actually in London, but when my dad was a diplomat for South Africa. Yes. So my mom was eight months. Ambassador Leslie Kakan. Yeah. Yeah. So my mom was eight months pregnant in Mexico, and then she decides, you know, actually I don't have my baby in Mexico. I want to have my baby in London. So one month before my mom's about to give birth, I go to London, and then straight after London, I go to Mexico for three years, and then after that, I come to South Africa for seven years. And then from 2010, I moved to London, and I've been in London ever since. You're a citizen of the world. Yes, I like to think that. You speak Spanish? Uh, hablo un poquito español. No, 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 no. I just wanted to know you do. <laughs> I can't speak anything Spanish. I can, I can master a few swear words, but that's about <laughs> it. And this is a family radio station. We don't do that here. So, you go back to the UK at what age? Just before I was 10, so 9. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been there about 10 years now? Yeah, 10 years. It's, that's pretty much your 
entire school in life really if you think about it basically yeah, yeah. i left after grade three i was there in which part of the uk london in london east itself london. yeah so okay it explains a few things uh, <laughs> southeast london <laughs> and uh you then have just completed your a levels yes that would be equivalent of our metric here something to that effect kind of kind you do of. gcse's which is like metric, metric and then, then there's something in, yeah. it's like first year university yeah kind of thing. yeah it's yeah. the bridging thing to university yeah very hard yeah but when you then you you got into sport Yes. You 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 actually were involved in sport here before you even yes. moved. Who did you play? Which academy were you? So I played for Pirates and Bidvest Fits. Yeah. Yeah. I like the first one and, and then Bidvest Fits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how do you then end up with Charlton and uh, Arsenal Academies? So I was like a, a very crazy kid, very active. And um, I moved to England and, you know, I'm not really settling in well. And then one day my uncle says, you know, come and play in the park locally. And I join a local team. And in about three months, Charlton Academy see me and they say, you know, come to the academy. And then, you know, a few months on the line, I'm signed at Charlton. And then I'm at Charlton and then, you know, I get better and better. And then Arsenal come in and they say, come and play for us. Yeah. So I transferred to Arsenal. And then, yeah, the story was told. But why then would you quit that? I mean, I, you know, in spite of my misgivings yeah. about Arsenal, I still think that uh, Wenger is one of the greatest coaches and he's, it's a, it's a the great club. <laughs> Let's not go there. Uh, but why would you leave that? I mean, you're still 19. And I yeah. know, yes, perhaps, you know, you, you would have wanted things to happen earlier. But at 19, I think you still had a chance. Yeah, no, I get that a lot, actually. So when I was um, at Arsenal, a lot of things were going on. So I had my GCSE exams. They're like matric. Yeah. And my mom was also very sick with cancer. And Arsenal was like an hour and a half away. So I was trying to balance my school, my mom, you know, helping my mom. And the football. And then also the football. And I sort of said, you know, I don't want to risk everything for this football. I want to finish my education and help my mom the best I can. And that's how it happened, I guess. How's mom doing? She's re- she's good in remission. She's beaten cancer three times to date now. Wow. I know she's a fighter. So, in the midst of all of this, <laughs> you've chosen to give mom attention, but also something happens in your life and you think, I got to give back. Yeah. Now, two things I need to ask you. How do you get to that point of I've got to give get back and how do you choose to give back in this country? Okay, so my mom's a, a very giving person and I think being raised by her, I've sort of learned to always want to give back and help people yeah. where I can. And, you know, England's literally given me everything. A free education, soccer, it's helped me, you know, it's helped my mom. And I sort of... Before I went to university, I was looking at my universities and I got in and I said, you know, these these past 10 years have been all about me. And before I want to go to university, I think I really need to give back. And, you know, I always watch the news and, and I talk to my family here and I see how hard things are here. And I have an aunt, Mama, who works in Tembisa. Yeah. And one day we were just throwing ideas about and I said, you know, do you think is there's a possibility I could come to your school and help for a couple of months? And she said, yeah, no problem. And then one thing led to another. Here I am. I, I'd like to hear the one thing and the another. So we, we have all the time. You can tell me. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I wasn't too sure whether I wanted to go to university straight away or not. And then I was sort of deciding, you know, is it worth it? Do I need to take a gap year? You know, I could work. I could earn money. Yeah. Do that sort of thing. And then... I hear about my, my auntie's school 
and she you know tells me about how it's Tembisa it's a free school mm-hmm. it's an amazing school by the way yeah Mastragas Mastragas yeah. let's shine let's yeah and then I guess you know it, it turned out that it, we talked to the principal and it turned out you know it was it could have worked perfectly and the school were more than welcoming for me to come and then and then I start thinking okay what can I do in this school mm. and you know I have my A-level so you know that's like higher than matric so I can teach matric they have like space for a soccer pitch but they don't actually have any soccer so I said okay so I can bring soccer there and then also the fact that there's so so much poor kids maybe I can bring some of you know my friends and family's money to help them out however I can and then after thinking you know this could really be an amazing experience and I could really start making a difference I thought you know let's do it and then I decided I asked my university it's called Warwick I'm going to Warwick or Yale yeah and I asked both of them you know I want to give back so can I defer my entry and they said there was no problem wow yeah and that's sort of how it got there for this course yeah for this mate course. Uh, uh, look, the reason you're here is because it's a great thing. But I, I, <laughs> I can tell you that I have, especially on this show, yeah. not interviewed many people in their teens because yeah. kind of stuff we talk about, yeah. the teens don't do. And yeah. then I get to sit here with you. But let's take a break. My guest tonight, on he's a... He's a, he's a yeah, he's an amazing human being. He's an amazing human being. He's a game changer. He's Mutibipen Kekana, 19 years of age. He's just in 14 days raised 100,000 rand to support a school in Tembisa and feed some people who need food for Christmas. He's right here. Our lines are going to be open shortly. Feel free to call us 089 on Twitter. At Rams by the Horns. What's your Twitter handle? I don't have Twitter. Oh, he's too serious about life. He doesn't have Twitter, <laughs> so we can't tag him. On Facebook, is Metro FM Talk with Rams. And when we come back, we continue this conversation. And I hope you join us. At about half past eight, we'll be joined by Lucius Budibe to help us resolve an issue of a, uh, a listener who bought a brand new vehicle. Uh... But within a month, things started going wrong with the car. And the, the, the listener was exceptionally unhappy, wrote to us, and we got Lucius to solve that. But for now, we speak to a game changer. And yes, we have not been speaking to game changers because, as, as we said, we do that. Uh, we do that later in the year uh, when, when, the, when the year slows down a bit. So we change programming to allow for such uh, conversations and allow to also celebrate people who do amazing work among us. So our game changer is Mutibi Penkekan. He's all of 19 years of age. Uh, yeah, he, he decided he's not going to play football because he wants to be a good man to the world. I'm happy for the second part. I'm still not happy for him <laughs> uh, not playing football, especially in that part of the world. I could have said one of us is out there and playing <laughs> in, in that space, especially because we don't have many of us representing us in those leagues uh, where he would have been playing. Anyway, he's here. In the last 14 days, he raised 100,000 rand. 089 is the number to dial to join us in this conversation. You can also tweet at Rams by the Horns. Facebook is Metro FM Talk with Rams. 
Then you find yourself in Timbisa. I don't think that they speak POM. <laughs> uh, you go there every day, you go work, you go play with the kids. How, do, how are you finding the experience? You know, I'm actually finding the experience like amazing. Yeah. You know, it's so fulfilling to... So when I'm, I've been teaching matric students, yeah. and it's like amazing to teach their maths one day and then give them a test the next day and then come in and do really well in the test and say, you know, thanks, Mr. Kekana, you're helping us so much. And also... But they're your age mates. Yeah, I know. I mean, so this, these guys are, <laughs> so when, are your peers. When I came in, you know, I told them, you know, I'm London, I'm from 19. And when I told them I'm 19, you know, they burst out laughing, saying, you know, I think there was only about three kids that were my age. Most of them are actually older than me. And I sort of had to level with them and say, listen, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm just going to help you. And we sort of, we bonded, we talked about London, and mm. then they started listening to me. And, you know. And what, what grades were you teaching mathematics? Matric. Matric mathematics. And you're confident they're going to pass this year? Fingers crossed. I think, you know, we did a lot of work on, you know, Saturdays, yeah. even coming in. And they, they worked hard, so I hope so. So let's talk about raising 100,000 rand in 14 days. Where, how, <laughs> I mean, I don't see gray hairs. So how did you, how did you achieve this feat? So um, I've, you know, had a blog that's, you know, documenting my whole experience. Yeah. And I sort of sat down one day and thought, you know, I want people to get involved and I want them to be able to help. Yeah. And how can I help? And there's a feeding scheme at the school, right? So the children at Mastagas, at lunchtime, the school provides them a lunch. And for many kids, this is the only meal they get, you know, the whole day. Yeah. And coming to Christmas, a lot of these kids will have, you know, very little food. And Christmas shouldn't be a time of worrying about food. It should be a happy time when you're mm. with your family and get presents. So I think, you know, let's, cause let's provide food for all these kids. And how's the best way to do that? So me and my auntie, we go to ShopRite. And we, we say, okay, we're going to give us 400 rand. And we're going to pick items that can last the family through December. And we do. And then we have this thing and we say, okay. So it costs 20, 20 pounds, which is about 400 rand. And... We, we want to feed about two, 200, 250 of the poorest kids. And we say, okay, so this will be about 80 to 100,000 rand. And then I start going on Facebook, on Instagram, everything. And I tell my family, except tell Twitter. all your friends. Yeah, except yeah. Twitter. <laughs> and we sort of, we get there and my, you know, my auntie helped me a lot and also my mom. And we sort of get there and we get family and friends to raise money. And also lots of anonymous, anonymous people donated as well. And then one thing led to another. And basically, you're asking for 20 pounds per person? Yeah, so I yeah. say, you give 20 pounds, and then that will feed a family for a month. And, you know, sort of worked. When you started, and you, you had a target, yeah. you, 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 you thought between 80 and 100,000 rand would, would do well. Yeah. Did you think you'd get to that? I, I thought, you know, mm, yes, I can. But then, you know, a weekend, and I'm only at, at about 20,000. Yeah. And I have one more week left, and I'm like, oh, you know, this is not as easy. I think a lot of people have trouble, you know, giving to charity. They don't really know where yeah. the money goes. So, you know, I say to my mom and my aunt, you know, please help me push this. And they, you know, go all out and push it and push it and push it. And people just started giving money. And I post Facebook, you know, I did a video of, all, of meeting all the children. Yeah. And these children would say, hello, my name is, you know, I want to be this when I'm older. And then I guess people, you know, were touched by that. And then they just started giving money. 
and I have an uncle who has quite a few followers on Twitter. He shouted me out. Yeah. And then, yeah, I got there. I was very happy, very proud. It was worth it. We are very proud of you. 089-110-3377 is the number to dial to speak to our game changer. Mutibi Pen Kekana is his name. Born, not in this country. Spent seven years in this country. He's born of a parent from this country. Uh, he's lived in uh, Mexico, this country, and now he's in the UK. Uh, he's quit football. <laughs> I'm going to keep on saying this. I'm never going to get, get enough of it. But he is here for one reason and one reason only. His conscience said to him, i got to give back to the country of my father, which happens to be South Africa. And he decided to go to Tembisa, where he teaches at a school, but also has raised money for the poor to have a better Christmas like you and I. And in 14 days, he raised 100,000 rand, created a website out of this trip of his. He's been teaching. He hopes he's created people who are going to pass. The website is London to Tembisa, www.londontembisa.com. I know a few uh, Tembisans who will be so excited about this <laughs> part, including the MEC for Education in Gauteng, Panyazali Sufi. <laughs> I hope he's, he's aware of this project because he would have begged you big time. If, uh, is he aware of this project? I don't think so. But Mate, he will be. You needed to get that man involved. You would have raised one million. I hope so. But you're still going to continue with the journey anyway, yeah, so course, that, that, that's no worry. That's no worry. So what happened on Friday? So on Friday... Um, so let me let's go back a few steps. So on Wednesday, we went to this this um, wholesaler called the Cambridge, yep. the Cambridge Foods, and we said, you know, we walked up to the management and said, listen, we're not coming for an ordinary shop. We need two hundred of everything on this list. Yeah. And they said, um, okay, let's speak to this guy. And then, you know, we met this lovely woman called Renee, and she sat down and I explained everything to her, and we made this list. And I also during that I explained the story to them and they said, you know, let's give you a discount on some of these things. Yeah. So, you know, the next day we they, we have a truckload full of 200 of a list of, the list has about 30 things. And then we come to school and we, we lock it up. You know, I had to, I was quite worried about the food, you know, in Tembisa. So, you know, we got new locks and everything for the doors to make sure nothing happens to the food. And then on the Friday... We have a whole team that my auntie organized and also my matric students come in and you put all these food parcels together. And like, you know, these food parcels aren't a joke. It's like three shopping bags worth of food. And we do that for about two and a half hours, put the food packages together. And then by the time all the children who I said were going to get the food, they start coming in and we have a line. We even have people not who were supposed to get the food from the community just coming in trying to get some food. And then the the principal comes and he sort of helps us organize it all and then we have like a, a system where to make sure the kids who deserve it are going to get the food mm. and then I, don't know, it was, I, I found it very stressful so you know we end up giving out the food and taking the pictures with all the children getting the food and you know it was amazing because like I even had some people crying because they were so happy you know saying you know they this, would cry. this is going to make such a difference to me you know and like you know all these thank yous and all these hugs it was amazing and you know we were there for about seven hours or maybe eight hours and you know giving out food and even we had some food left at the end so those people who are coming from from the street we yeah. gave them food because yeah. you know i figured if you're gonna come 
for food, you you, you need the food. You're not just going to come. You, and you wouldn't be coming idle. Exactly. Day. Yeah. So I was more than happy to give food, and then I also made sure I had food for all the cleaners and all the security guards there as well. And I mean, at the end, I was just so tired. I fell asleep on the way home, but then the next day, you know, I was very happy and felt, you know, I hope you know this food goes a long way. And these, you know, usually, my aunt was telling me during the Christmas holidays. All these kids will come back, you know, skinny and and having lost weight because they they don't have any food. So hopefully, you know, my students will come back happy and ready to start the new year. But no, it was good. It was successful Friday. Okay, let's talk to this young man. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven is the number to dial. I. I I I get very excited about stories like this, so I'd like to give you a chance to have a chat with him. Uh, I could chat with him forever. I'm okay with that. We're on Twitter. Uh, the Twitter handle is at Rams by the Horns on Facebook. It's Metro FM Talk with Rams. I I then you leave him for university next year. Yes. Aren't you? So so so. What's gonna happen? What's gonna be the stopgap? You've you've now created a movement. You know, for me, it's not even an expectation. It's a movement. What's gonna happen? You know, I've with been, London to Tembisa. Yeah. So I've been trying to think a lot about how I can sort of carry on my. I don't want to say legacy, but I want to carry on the work that I'm doing. And I guess you know, I still have a lot of thinking to do about that. But I know for sure, as long as my auntie's at the school, I'll always you know raise money for this Christmas food drive every yep. year. And you know, I'll try to get, you know, raise awareness from England, and maybe we can try donate and do something. But you know, it's hard. It's very hard to sort of think how, you know, an, a teenager can sort of carry on a big. It is huge, mate. You know, for me, it's not even. It's, it's, it's not the weight is not on uh, on raising the money, on teaching. Yeah, it's, it's the emotional weight. I I don't know many nineteen year olds who can. T- it's, it's heavy. It has to be heavy. How do you, what backs you up? You mean what makes it worth it? No, what, what, what do you fall on to? Because I'm sure you get so emotional about this. And, and when you go back home, how, how do you detox, so to speak? You know, I know it will be very hard. But I mean, you know, seeing, coming to school and seeing all the smiles on the faces on the children, you know, makes it worth it. And I'll go through anything if I can, you know, make people's life easier and give them hope. You know, I hope that me being there and saying, you know, I played soccer, I had a sick mom, even though we're not in the same experience. Yeah. You know, I want to show kids that th- when things are against you, you still can do well. And even from Tembisa, if you work hard, you know, the sky's the limit. Indeed. Let's take calls. Sophie is calling us from Mokopani. Uh, that's in Limpopo. Good evening, Sophie. Yes, and uh, from. thank you very much for joining us. Sophie, Hi. please switch off your Ma- radio. Evening. Please switch off the Evening. radio. Yes, we can hear you. Hello. 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 Sophie. Yes, I'm here. Yes, we can hear you. Hello, Sophie. Hi, Matibi. How are you? Uh, I'm good and new with your Aunt Sophia. Oh, hello, oh, Sophia. Oh, this Aunt <laughs> Sophie. Okay. Matibi, you made us very, very proud. Uh-huh. We are very, very proud of you. Uh, I couldn't mm. have done it without you guys. The eh? whole family is very, very happy. Mm. Wow. So we are proud of you. Your, 
Even your father, I'm sure I did try to call him to say thanks, Buti, for give, for letting Muti come to South Africa and help South Africa. Oh, thank you. He's amazing. Yeah, 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 Muti, keep well, my 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 young son. I will, and I hope to see you soon, Auntie. I will. I'm here in Joburg now. I'll okay. come and see you. Okay. Sure. Okay. okay. Okay, thank you very thank much, you. Aunt Sophie. Have a great evening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I have the most amazing family, you know that. Doctor is in KwaZulu Natal. Good evening, Doc. How are you, uh, Ram? I'm dark and lovely, thank you. How are you? I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Hi, uh, Mr. Kekana. Hi, Doctor. How are you? I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right. Shy boy, shy. That's good for you. Thank you. Uh, I just want to uh, ask you for one question. Sure. Because I can see that you are so much passionate about soccer. Do you see yourself as a future star or are you going to go back to soccer full time and finishing your studies? He has quit, but he'll answer for himself. So, <laughs> no, I won't be going back to soccer full time, but I will. Um, I, I might be going to university in America and I'm mm-hmm. going to go on a soccer scholarship. So I'll, I'll still play soccer and I always love soccer. Perhaps come yeah. back as a coach. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You might, you might end up like Ben, yeah? Sorry? You might end up like uh, Makati. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care. Thank right. you, Doctor. Sure, Thank doctor. you for calling. 89 Well, somebody calls from Tembisa. Tulani, good evening. Hi. How are you? Very well, thanks. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. This is Mr. Oh, you from oh you from the school? Yes, yes, And you know this, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gumete is an amazing, amazing teacher. Yeah, went to you one of the few children from Matla guys who made it out, went to university, and he came back and he's teaching his own students. Uh, but you know, in this case, Mutibi, Mr. Mr. Kumete wants to speak about you. Okay. Okay. So, Mr. Kumete, the stage is yours. <laughs> yes. Um, like I, I mean, I'm saying good to what you've done for the school. It really is amazing. We really do appreciate it. Well, I wasn't there when you did that, that whole drive, but. Oh, oh no. 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 Sorry about that. I hope we get you back. We're going to take a break and then hopefully we get you back, uh, Mr. Kumete. But before I take that break, your summer, your SAA destinations. Whether you, you're lucky with local or going global, travel to amazing SAA destinations like Atlanta, Blantyre, Beijing, Vendhoek, and much more. Hurry, time's flying, and you should be too. For more information, go to flysaa.com or visit your local travel agent. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, flysaa.com, bringing the world to Africa and Africa, taking Africa to the world. When we come back, we continue our conversation with the Game Changer. In his own words, our Game Changer says he wanted to, at least let me quote him, I wanted to break that cycle and be able to feed the poorest 200 families over Christmas period. This involves raising 70,000 rand from people back in England, negotiating with wholesalers, and then the mammoth operation of actually putting the food packages together and handing them out. It was stressful but worth the 200 smiles and thank yous that Friday afternoon. In the new year, he says, I'm starting a soccer team. 
why do you use the word soccer for somebody who you know, shoots football? Anyway, uh, and hopefully help uh, of uh, football clubs back in England. I want to give children a way out of crime and drugs that plague Tembisa. I can promise you that plagues a lot of other places. Before I take more calls, 089 just want to read uh, messages we got on Twitter. Uh, the real gunslinger says, I'm listening to the interview and I'm touched by your story as I'm also from Tembisa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leon Kerry says, enjoying the interview with Mutibi Kekana. He's an amazing young man. The world needs more of his kind. Couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Let's take calls. And I'm told the next caller we're going to speak to is the catalyst. He's the person who, when uh, Mutibi said, I want to do good, he says, I'm going to make it happen with you. I'm going to help you make it happen. Mam Ramapuri, Dumela. Dumela, Likai, Papa. Rutin Likai. Hello, Mama. Hello, my Willie. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you, my boy? I'm good, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, how do you feel? Yeah. How do you feel to have I'm a boy so like this in your family? I mean, uh, it's amazing. You know, he is so amazing. The three months that I spent with him already, I've seen him growing from the young boy that I knew I knew him to be mm. to this young a young man, a selfless young man yes. who forget about what is it that makes him happy, mm. but think about those kids that we went every day to see. For him to meet those learners for the first day, like he was really touched. He saw them running to the feeding scheme during lunch. Mm. Then he was asking, Auntie, what is going on? I said, I told you that we can be we've got poor learners who are attending here, and there is not much that they're getting, but except for the meal that they will get on lunch. Mm. And then he said, I want to do something. I said to him, okay, whatever that you want to do, I'm here, I will support you. Yes. But whatever that you are doing, we should go first and, co- and consult with the principal because at, at the end of the day, he is the manager of the he school. He is the CEO of the school. <laughs> exactly. Yes. He is the number one. Yes, yes. So like Mutivi, moms, aunts, dad, everybody like was behind him 100%. Please describe for me, Mama, uh, describe for mm-hmm. me how you think these children and their families are feeling right now about what happened on Friday. You know, like the comments that we got on Friday while we were busy issuing food, hmm. like the smile on those learners' faces when they received those passes, because, you know, they were so many. Each learner was getting almost three plastics plus a bag of potatoes. Hmm. The way they were so happy, the way they were so thankful to TV. And then the parents were also there. The parents were like saying, next year we will, we are going to bring more learners to the school. And I was jokingly said to them, the more the merrier. Next year, next year, we will be issuing cars to each other. <laughs> well, your job is cut out, mate. You have to reach out to Tesla to get us cars in here. <laughs> Mama, thank you very much for the call and have a great evening. You, you are blessed. You are blessed. It's a pleasure. I just want him to know that I'm so proud of him, even though I'm telling it every day, but he's just a darling. Yeah, and thank he deserves the best. Mudima Thank you, Mama. I love you lots. Okay. Love you, bye. Bye. Innocent is calling from Cape Town. Good evening. Good evening, Rems. Good evening. How are you, sir? 
We're good, thank good you. Good evening to the man in the studio. Please. Yes, I'm man, the, man the hero. Innocent, how are you? Yeah, big man, I'll, I'll be honest with you. My young man, you are a big man to me, to be honest with you. So what I'm, what I'm going to do, big man, I really need your conduct because what you have started is not only for Gauden, mm. and you need to be supported mm. by us in Cape Town as well. So we need to know how we can contribute towards that venture there which we are doing in Jobek. And uh, we have to see. I've, I've actually started a small foundation, and I'm opening a school next year. Okay. So Innocent. I'm glad to invite you to become a, a speaker. You know what I mean? Okay. I'd, I'd, I'd love that. I'd maybe love when that. Do me a favor, Innocent. Please stay on the line. We're going to take your details because you're, you're a, another game changer we should talk to. I mean, you, the people like you, Innocent, <laughs> are people I want to talk to. So you're going to start a school? You, my man. Thank you very much for the call. Don't Thank move. You. We're going to take your details and come back to you. Thank you so much. Before, before you Thank leave. You. Okay, so th- thank you very much for that, sure. Innocent. I, I, I truly appreciate that. You, you, you know, you know, Mutibi. Yes. When what Innocent said was very critical for me, uh, in the sense that, in the sense that, oh no, Innocent, we have your number. Don't worry, we have your number. In the sense that, innocent. I wanted to say to you, you actually have just initiated yourself out of <laughs> youth to manhood. By doing something like this, you actually self-initiated yourself because it's, it's a huge responsibility, mate. No, but I'm, you know, I'm still young and no, and I still have lots perhaps to the num- in numbers, but not in anything else. Mm. Okay, let's take more calls, and uh, because we're running out of time, and I know everybody now wants to speak to you, Maishebe, uh, Johan is back. So this this lady who's just calling is, you know, my amazing auntie who, you know, mama who's looking after me. But this is the brains behind all the operations and the one who got me into line and helped me with all of this. Yeah. So just so everyone knows, she's amazing. Okay. She'll speak for herself. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Hello, Auntie Mai. Hi, Mutibi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I cannot believe it. What just started as you coming here, doing your gap year and teaching football and math to the school of Kambisa to the young kids who, you know, needed help with football and and just mathematics. That, that was your main goal. And you came and ex- you conquered and you <laughs> just created such a big thing. It, mm. It's so amazing. It's, I am so, so proud of you. Thank you. There's still more, is, more to do. Of course. I, I mean, I, I can see this. You're, you're such a selfless, wonderful person that you would just go out of <laughs> your way to to help the needy, it, it's amazing. I, I couldn't be prouder. I am. I'm just so so happy. May, may can I ask well you a tricky done. question? I wanted to sure. ask it of him, but I'm going to ask it of you. Sure. Is there no part of you, and I promise you, there is a part of me that that is scared that we have just lost uh, his childhood and <laughs> and catapulted him into adulthood just like that. Well, you know, I, I've always thought that Mutiri is—he's got such a big heart, and he's so matured. And of course, he had to grow up so quickly, having mm. had such a—and um, you know, her mom had been sick from cancer, and he's the one who's been, you know, as an older child, mm. looking after his mother. So he had to grow up very quickly and be so matured and look after his mother and his sister. So I think that makes you, you know, grow quickly and, and and become your own person and and just you know be selfless and be able to know how you can help other people so i think uh, from there he's just uh 
I'm, I'm just so proud. I, I hear you. Thank you so I much for the call. Expected it. Thank yeah. you. And have a great evening. You too. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, got room for maybe two more calls and then we need to conclude and, and send people to, uh, to your, your, your website and get them to contribute yes. to, to your cause. Isaac is calling from Tembisa. Good evening to you, mate. Evening. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Hey, MTV. Isaac, is, is this Mr. Hey, Mudau? Is this Mr. Mudau? Yes, it's Mr. Mudau. <laughs> How's it, sir? I'm great, man. Oh, good. Uh, man, like, uh, hey, Rem. I'm listening, I'm listening, Mumdao. Hey, man, like, this guy, when I heard about this story and what he's about to in the school, like, I remember I went straight to the to his office where he's sitting, and I just sit, sat there with him the whole day and just listened to him. Mm. Like, I was so touched, man. Like, wow. Such a young man doing, like, I'm older than him, but I, I, it was not something that I could have even thought of. I was so touched by this guy. Like, I was so touched. You, you are know? still touched. I can hear it in your voice, Isaac. He's done an amazing yo, yo, work. Yo, yo, yo. He's done amazing yeah. work. And then that's why I just told him that, man, like, anything, if you need uh, support, I'll stay. Like, great. And, uh, this guy is doing something so great. Like, you know, we are in the school and then we see the situation. And sometimes you want to help, but it just, it's just too much. And we need more support. So this guy has just brought light into our school, man. Ah, Isaac, thank you very much for the call. Uh, do my dog want more than Ah. What do you mean? We are all ears. Um, We're listening to you. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to say... What he's doing is very commendable because mm. I actually did my research on food security in Tendisa and the results are very alarming. Mm, yeah, but then yeah. like as researchers you find that okay, you do the research, you get the degree, but then what? Yes. So to find someone so young actually doing something about it, actually making a difference, it's kind of insp- inspirational mm. to the rest of us. Mm. Saying, Okay, fine, but then what is do something about it. You can have a hand in actually bettering people's situation. So, great job. Thank you for actually doing something about something that the rest of us couldn't really do, do much about. No, everyone has it in them to make, the, to make their own change. Yeah. And that's what you've showed us, eh? Thank yeah, you very much. And you guys should hook up. So, we're going to give you all the details because your research could lead him to do even much more. Thank you so much for the okay. call. Great stuff. Right. Great stuff. What's next? Oh, in terms of London to Tembisa. Yeah. So, so I've done the the food. I mean, bank. I know we're gonna do cars next year, but what? <laughs> <laughs> so the the whole food bank was a success, and what actually is next is I'm I'm doing a, a sanitary pad bank. So a big problem at the school I noticed is that um, the girls have a much worse attendance from for the boys, and that's because you know they they can't afford sanitary pads, mm. and that's just devastating. So when it comes to their periods every month, they'll just miss school. Yeah. And, you know, sanitary pads aren't expensive. So the first thing I do in January is I'm doing a sanitary pad bank. So every single girl at that school never has to miss school because of their period. And they can get a pad every month discreetly. No one has to know. And that means, you know, they can come into school on their periods and feel healthy. And hopefully, you know, that will even help their results, I guess. You, We, we spoke earlier. When I got to go get to know your story, I called you. A, a, and there was a mention of a a one million rand figure that you, you, you got this you've got this plan to get to this figure. 
Yeah. So, how, how are we going to get there and how can we help you? So obviously I'm very conscious about people giving money. You know, I don't want to ask people for money when I don't know exactly what it will be spent on. So this was the first, you know, first project and I'm uh, you know, it was a success and I'll show people it was it was a success. And now I guess, you know, I really want to raise awareness and get people involved. And even, you know, people don't have to give money even if they can come help donate sanitary pads or soccer equipment anything. And I guess, you know, just spread the word London to Tembisa. Mm. So, those uh, who are listening, like Isaac and everybody else who would like to send, even if it's one rent in your direction, how do they do so? So, if you go to my website, um, www.london2tembisa.com, yeah. you go to the Get Involved page, and from there, you can go to a Virgin Giving account, and they donate there. And I'm working with this this charity called Capricorn, mm-hmm. and they're sort of just helping me make sure all the money's accounted for properly, yeah, and yeah. you know there's no mishaps because I'm very conscious about that in South yeah. Africa. And then yeah, they just donate on the Virgin Money Giving, and it's very easy. And I I make sure everyone who donates every single rand, I tell you exactly how it's accounted for. Two last questions. Absolutely amazing work, <laughs> great responsibility. I mean, there's I can't overemphasize it private life i mean who, there's somebody you know somebody that you you chat privately to and you wink at and you're like i miss you and you know like at, an, at 19 yeah so i actually i've i have a, a girlfriend okay. in england her name's lauren <laughs> she's probably listening mate. that's a relief made that there's somebody like that hey know? lauren <laughs> <laughs> she's actually coming to see me on friday yeah i'm flying from england to come and spend the week with me i'm taking her to Bilanisburg. And Excellent. she's like, you know, amazing and my rock. And she's been there through my mom being ill. And she's, you know, we speak every day for hours. And I guess, you know, she's part of the person that made me. And because I'm uh, interviewing a young person, which I don't do often, I'm also going to allow you to do things that young people do. Any shout out to anybody? Yes, I'd like you to shout You can list all of them. <laughs> shout out to my amazing sisters, Casey, Manchadi and Nabantu. Shout out to my cousin, Sikha. Shout out to my auntie, Maishibe. Shout out to my dad and my auntie Saigela. I love you guys at home. And shout out to my amazing, beautiful mom who, you know, today I wouldn't be myself if it wasn't for you. And I hope you're listening wherever you are. And just know that I love you very much, mom. So thank you. I have been so lucky to live the life I've had. In England, I've been giving an education uh, and access to sports and healthcare all for free. Before I go to university, I wanted to spend a year giving back, doing whatever I can to help others, teaching metric, mathematics, and chemistry, the soccer programs, helping the most unfortunate students on an individual level, and things like the feeding scheme. Those are the words from our game changer, Mutibi Pen. Kekana, thank you very much. Couldn't be bothered for the time you gave me, but for the time you gave the unfortunate thank you so much for that thank you so much Rams. it's a pleasure i truly appreciate your work and we shall be tracking you we shall be watching every step you take and we'll support you yes and we'll I look put everything out there on our facebook page we hope everybody supports what you do strength to you thank you so much you go well and have a wonderful christmas i will end you and i hope all the listeners have an amazing week and an amazing christmas and new year when we come back is the consumer feature That conversation uh, with Mutibi Penkekana will be podcast. So feel free to go back to www.metrofm.co.za. It should be up by tomorrow. And please listen and listen and listen. But most importantly, 
do participate in his program and just make a difference in one person's life. Just one person's life. You cannot change everybody's life, but you can make a difference in one person's life. If a 19-year-old can do it, trust me, you too can. So, we receive a letter and uh, it's written, Hi, Mr. Mabote. I have a case with uh, Moto Mioza concerning uh, Audi. Now, Mioza being the motor industry ombudsman of South Africa, I actually bought a brand new car. Within a period of a month, the car failed with the Hooter. Secondly, Audi Headfield sent me to Roadworthy uh, a brand new car. Hmm, that's strange. The third thing happened when I took the car for my first service. The car had a service history on the system of Audi. All this happened before I even reached six months with the car. I reported this matter to Audi. Nothing happened. I took a step of Mioza, uh, uh, at least contacting Mioza. I'm still waiting. I have a feeling the car is a demo, not brand new. I'm not really enjoying this car anymore uh, and really suspect uh, something wrong about this. Audi was supposed to give me another car, which they failed to do. I really need your help uh, to check with the motor industry ombudsman concerning this case. I will really appreciate to hear from you. Kind regards, Dan Mutsidi. Now, I have good news for you, Dan is that the motor industry ombudsman is aware of this case. But not only that, we're going to speak to the head of case management, a friend of this show, uh, a man I uh, have respect for for having done as proud on this show. He's going to help us know what is happening on this matter. But I'd like to invite you too. If you have any other motor issue as a consumer, it could be a meta that's the same as dance, or it could be a service that went wrong. It could be somebody who dented your car while it was waiting for service. Whatever it is, we'd like to hear from you. 089-110-3377. Any motor industry issue from a consumer point of view, because Mr. Lucius Budibe is going to try and help us with those issues. Just a disclaimer before he comes in. We don't promise to solve every matter on air. However, we do guarantee to give direction or some education. But we shall help you seek some solution. But two, the solution may not necessarily be in your favor. And from what I see, I always hope it's in your favor. But remember, there's always two sides. Sometimes about eight times to one story. But I'm biased towards you. You know I am. So zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. That would be first in Swarele for last week. We couldn't speak last week, but I'm glad we're back today. <laughs> no, always, always in the uh, we, 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 uh, however, also uh, commenting that 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 matter for for you know like engaging with us on daily basis, and we really really appreciate yes. all the inquiries and the feedback that we get from consumers. Great. So Dan Mutsid is listening. He wants to know. He's a very unhappy man. 
Yes, sir. Yeah. We received a an, an inquiry from uh, your program on the 29th of October, mm. uh, citing that in that day, then Mutsidi has not heard from the ombudsman since uh, July. Um, I really took it up with my case management unit, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been checking on them how far are they. The, the investigations are at an advanced stage. We're not at liberty to disclose what, 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 what is currently happening right now, but the investigations are at, a, at an advanced stage. Yes. Uh, I, I, I am never in the business of embarrassing my friends and guests. Yes. Uh, but it got me worried when 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 Tatemutsidi said he had not been hearing from you guys. What could have happened in that case? Look, look. Uh, you, you know, though we we we, we pride ourselves in handling complaints in line with the South African Automotive Code of Conduct, which is uh, which gives us eight weeks to resolve a case. Mm. Uh, you know, on the same note, we must admit that there may be cases that. Uh, made direct longer due to you know extensive investigations, and uh, I, I suspect that this could be one of them. It's not many of them, but remember, when a gentleman uh, complains that he, he he bought a brand new vehicle and now starts suspecting that this could be a second, and then we go deeper into 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 investigations. Yes. So sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it would happen that a complainant is is not aware that we have received this thing, looking into the issues, and then we're going to start investigating, and they think that they're being ignored. So, in short, we should be saying to our guys, do not necessarily give up after writing for one week. There are two million cases that are sitting out there. There are rooms. Look, uh, if, if you look at, at, at this complaint, the first uh, three numbers, 343, it shows you this is one of the... the new, new, new cases that came through. Remember, uh, when we, early this year, when we introduced online application system for consumers, mm. uh, many consumers uh, took advantage of the system and uh, they referred their complaints to us through that system, uh, you know. Mm. So that automatically tells you that uh, the number of new, new complaints has increased. And, uh, you know, I think some way, some of our complaints department will try and handle them as they come, you know. Mm. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. We'd like to hear from you. You can also tweet at Rams by the Horns if you have any questions, motor-related issues that you have that you'd like to help to us to help you with. Uh, before I take calls, yes, sir. Doesn't it? You know, it depresses me. I don't know about you. Mm. Shouldn't you know? Uh, OEMs or even dealerships when they have issues like this shouldn't they be seeking to find a solution much quicker before it gets to your office? Brahms, uh, you know, the Consumer Protection Act and the South African Automotive Code of Conduct um, demands that the OEMs and used car dealerships should have an internal dispute resolution mechanism. Mm. Uh, the, the, dealer, the consumer must give a, a dealer or an OEM at least 31 working days to resolve a complaint before they can refer it to the motor industry ombudsman. Mm-hmm. So that when the complaint gets to our stage, we don't start from scratch investigating. We, we, there must be information 
readily available for us to try and see if we can resolve the complaint speedily. So this is it is actually enshrined in the South African Automotive Code of Conduct yeah. that they should have internal uh, dispute resolution mechanisms. Well, I'll have you know this, uh, uh, Mr. Budib, that yes, when I have you on this show, you and Osoma, and I open the lines, it gets hectic. So I'm going to keep quiet <laughs> because the lines are red. I'm going to keep quiet. I'm going to let our listeners ask their questions. And uh, and then we have a conversation. So we start with Mutsamai, who's calling from Bloemfontein. Good evening, Mutsamai. Thank you for the call. What's the issue? Good evening, Vemson. How are you? I'm good, thank you. We're listening. Good. good. Vems, um, I just want to be brief for the sake of other listeners mm-hmm. um, and callers. Vems, uh, I bought, I bought a car from Central Motors in Bloemfontein, um, which was an Audi. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened is that I had to pay a deposit. Uh, let, let me just give you a figure of 16000 mm-hmm. uh, when I bought the car. So now we agreed, okay, let me give you half of it, um, and I'll pay the remainder later on. Now, what the dealer did, they didn't give me the spare key. Um, now, later when I was due to pay the final um, so deposit, then I said, hang on, I've been asking my spare key for some time now. Um, you, you just keep postponing me, keep postponing me. Mm. Then I refused. I refused to pay the remainder. I said, listen, once you have my spare key, tell me, I'll come, I'll, I'll have the money. Once you have my spare key, I'll give you the money. And it just went on and went on and went on up until I, I get um, summons from, from the lawyers. So I just want to find out how, how, how do I go about this? So all this travel is because of a spare key. Okay, listen on the radio. I, 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 I think he took a very drastic step, but we'll get to that. Um, Marima in uh, Kempton Park, good evening. What seems to be the problem? Hi, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. I've got this issue with an Audi. There seems to be a problem with the Audi, I'm not too sure. <laughs> it's, it's an Audi night tonight. Let's go. Yeah, yeah it's, an, it's an Audi A3 sedan. Mm-hmm. I bought it from a reputable dealer, your Avis. It was just about 12,000 case when I got it, and it's a maintenance plan vehicle, so I didn't have a problem. Mm-hmm. So I've been driving it now. I'm now at around 72,000. I'm a good driver here. Um, the one thing I've been noticing is I've been having this orange light coming on and off, on and off. So the last time my wife, my wife was driving the vehicle, so it came on the light and the orange engine light. So it's kind of the orange engine light, so I asked to walk in into a uh, nearest dealer. They took the vehicle in for about three, four days. Then they came back to say, no, it was just the, uh, the bus, the, what is it, the gearbox, mm-hmm. or whatever, needed to be setting. So, okay, I believe them, everything was fine. Uh, 500 days later, still driving the same vehicle. The light is now coming on again. In the morning, it will come. In the evening, it will be, it will be off. And now it's more like it's happening more, uh, more often, more often. And you're talking about a vehicle that is still under warranty, under motor plan. Mm. I have called Audi SA for this problem. Then they just tell me, he tell me just that, well, I can drive it at least to the nearest dealer. But now I'm tired of having to worry now about a vehicle that is under warranty. What, should, what could be the problem here? Is it this, uh, the, 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 the automatic transmission maybe having a serious Okay, of course we can't solve the mechanical issues, that's not what we do, but I, I can tell you what we're going to deal with. We're going to find out what 
your recourse could be and what you should be doing going forward. But we, we can't tell you what we think the mechanical fault is. That's not the space we play in. Uh, Marimba, but thank you very much for the call. Your line was not too good. I'll take one more and then I'll go back to you. Well, Peter has left us. Uh, Tato is calling in Centurion. Tato, uh, what seems to be the issue, mate? Um, good afternoon, uh, Rams. Good evening, uh, yes. Um, my issue is that I bought a second-hand vehicle around March this year. No? Mm-hmm. Um, it was financed, so I signed and did everything. But then I bought in the condition that they were going to um, change the, the shocks and the springs because it was lowered uh, previously, but it wasn't lowered according to standard. Mm-hmm. Um, up to so far, they've only changed the front shocks and, um, and the springs, but they haven't done it to the rear ones. And then recently also I had to also renew the license disc as well. And then only to find out that they hadn't actually changed the car to my name and I was charged for that as well. So I've been following up with the dealership for a few months now and I'm getting no response from them to an extent where I'm thinking of maybe talking to the bank and telling them that I should return the car maybe. How long how long ago was this when you bought the vehicle? Uh, it was March this year. Okay, so it's about nine months. Okay, great stuff. Thank yeah. you very much, Tato. Listen on the radio. Uh, your witnesses in that would you? That yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to start with Ntatemutamai. Yes. Copying a trail. Yes. let's touch on the issue of the deposit. Hmm. Um we you know in terms of section sixty two of the act, um you know and, and, and other relevant sections of this act. Deposit, the, uh, the dealer must not treat the deposit as his or her own. Mm-hmm. It, it, that deposit it belongs to a consumer. In other words, the dealership may keep it somewhere in 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 a, in a trust fund until such time the the, the transaction is is, is is fully concluded. Mm. So uh, are we not sure at this stage whether the gentleman has taken delivery of the vehicle or not? You know, but it looks like he has because he said... No, he, he has. He had the, the car, with, with but he was, yeah, he just could not get the spare yes. key. Yes. Hmm. Uh, what we want to know from the consumer is that the spare key this, this in, in contention now. Was it the condition of sale? Was it was that promise to him that this vehicle do have a, a key and another set of key, which is a spare key? Hmm. And then what should have happened here is that the gentleman should have, or the dealer should have, um, recorded their agreement in terms of the spec key on the delivery note, mm. so that they do not renege at, 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 at the last minute or in in, in, in future. So, you know? so in this in this case, we would like that the Mutamai complain and also finish us with the copy of the of the agreement, including the. The moral of the story, though, is that when we get into such agreements, we should insist they should be written down. There should be a record of such agreements. Mm. It, it could, it, was his decision to withhold the remainder a bit drastic where he ends up now being served? Yeah, look, you know, we, we, we don't know what, 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 what happened uh, behind the... the the things, mm. you know. Uh, what would be fair is uh, uh, the consumer, uh, in this case, that the Mozambique must log a complaint with us with regard to the spare key. But we, as the ombuds, 
cannot intervene in a civil claim where another party is now yes. uh, asking the other party to, to pay them a particular amount of money. Okay. We, Yes. Okay, so Marimas uh, A3 uh, still under warranty, but there's this orange light that's bugging him. Yeah, the, the the warning light. Every vehicle has been fitted with uh, the warning devices. Mm-hmm. They, they are normally on the instrumental on, on the instrument uh, panel. Uh, these devices are there to alert the consumer of a possible failure that could be detriment to the operation of the vehicle. Yes. So the onus lies on the consumer, in this case the, the owner, to report such uh, occurrence to the dealer. And which, the dealer is done. Must, which, which is done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you, you know, this engine light, the dealerships normally do have what we call a hand, hand computer. It's a software that that they would put in the vehicle and it, it, it would show them the fault code mm. and then the, the fault code they would be able to interpret to pinpoint where the actual problem is. And that must be, must, that must be repaired. Mm. Uh, it, must, it must not be erased. You know, some, 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 some naughty dealerships would go to an extent of just getting rid of the consumer. They just erase uh, that, that, that fault code. Yeah. And guess what? It will come back again. So at this time, we, 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 we need to get the complaint in. Let's engage with both Audi South Africa and the Audi dealership so that a, a, a proper repairing method can be applied. Mm, especially because this car is still under uh, a motor plane. You know? it, it is still, and, and, and uh, you know, I think this, in this case, this particular dealership is buying time. Uh, wishing that the warranty can lapse any time so that they can uh, throw hands in the air and say we can, there's nothing we can do. So I would urge the consumer to inform that Audi dealership and Audi South Africa in writing that he has now been left with no option but to approach the motor industry ombudsman for further assistance. I need to take a break. We will respond to the third caller when I come back. But let me invite more calls. 89 My guest is Lucius Budibe. Uh, with the motor industry ombuds of South Africa, he's the head. You know, by now I should not have been telling you guys. Now you know him by now. <laughs> like, you know, he's the head of case management unit, and uh, he's our guest to help you with all your consumer issues regarding motor cars. So only regarding motor cars. When we come back, we speak more. <laughs> Okay, we have about five minutes to conclude this conversation. We have um, Mr. Lucius Buribe, a guest from Motor Industry Ombuds of South Africa, and we try to solve your motor-related consumer issues. 089 is the number to dial. We are on Twitter at Rams by the Horns. The issue of a, uh, of, of, that was raised by, by the third caller uh, who <laughs> bought a car took delivery on condition that they're going to change the shocks and the springs and only half of the job has been done. How do we deal with stuff like that? Yeah, uh, I think this time we had um, a complaint from Tato in Centurion. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it, it again boils down to the condition of sale. If you buy a vehicle, and, and the dealer undertakes or makes any promise to repair or replace shocks and replace this and that, that must be recorded on the 
actual offer to page is all the release documents. Mm. Uh, you know, a list of those replacements and repairs must be made, and it must be specifically uh, 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 recorded as to who bears the cost of those repairs. Mm-hmm. You know, so that these people do not renege at a later stage. So it's almost the same case as that one of Mutsama. We got to record these things. But uh, yes, I yes. suppose... Uh, and and, and I, I don't know how that vehicle went through roadway if uh, the shocks needed replacement at that stage and they, they, they were not replaced. But even worse for even worse for Tato, now he goes for license renewal and he's actually finding out that it's not his car because it's not in his name. You see, and, and that's, 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 that's against the Road Ordinance Act, you know. Uh, and I wonder now this time if that does not pose challenge to Tato mm. to, to insure his vehicle or to, you know, uh, put some extra such as the tracker and all those on, on his names. What will happen in, in case of, of, of any claim against his insurance? You know, there, are, there could be consequences to him. So uh, this is, uh, this, all these complaints, uh, 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 agent, and I would wish that the three gentlemen could refer those complaints to us, uh, so that we can take them up with both Audi South Africa and and, and the uh, Audi dealerships that are involved in this three transactions. Great stuff. Let's take two more calls and then conclude our conversation. Tammy's in David, and good evening, Tammy. How can we help you? Hi, how are you, my brother? Good. Okay, I'll try and be quick. On the train uh, on on March. I bought a car from VW uh, Benoni City. Um, and then on the 20th of June, I was involved in a simple hijacking in Davidson. But uh, my car rolled while trying to get away. And uh, I, I collided to, uh, with a pole, and then uh, it rolled. It just rolled. And uh, the airbag did not deploy. Um, I took the case with, with, with the... With the WSA, they made the internal notification, uh, and then the conclusion was, was uh, the airbags acted according to accordingly. But now they're not answering me why didn't the airbags deploy, and I, I, I suffered injury due to that. Um, they made the notifications, and then they t- they telling me the airbags acted accordingly, but they're still not answering me. I took the, they made um, I took it with the ombudsman. The ombudsman uh, told me that there's nothing that they could do. And I spoke at the report on, on my email also. Mm. Um, and then uh, so from the from the ombudsman, I, I took it with the National Consumer Commission. And the case is still with the Consumer Commission. Uh, they, I, I can't get any answer. Tommy, con- Tommy yeah. uh, uh, we have to conclude. But I need to ask you just one or two uh, clarifications here. Okay. So you got into a, an attempted hijack. As a result, you collided with a pole. What what yes. recourse were you seeking from the from the uh, the dealership? Because uh, uh, I, I needed them to, to compensate me or give me another safer car, which because uh, the airbags couldn't deploy. And when I went to to VW Benoni for the for the live statement, uh, that electrician told me those airbags could have deployed because I, I even showed him the, the speed I was traveling. Mm. It was 89k, and he said to me, but that was obviously verbally. He said to me, those airbags should have deployed. Oh, so your, your question or well, the issue was about the airbags. I, I, the, the, airbags. The, the line was not too good. Okay, now we got it. Mm-hmm. You're not happy that the airbags did not deploy at the time of that accident. Ah, yeah. oh, great yeah. stuff. And I suffered injuries due to that.
I'm sorry about that, Tammy. Please listen on air. We're going to, we need to move on and conclude quickly. Barry, I literally have 20 seconds, mate. Okay, hi. How are you doing? I've got 14 seconds, Barry. Okay, can you hear me? Um, listen, I've recently bought a car from Ford Eagle in Weinberg. Mm. Um, this was last week, Tuesday. Okay, I'm not happy with the car, with the performance of the car. I mm. just went back to the dealership. I told them that I'm not satisfied with the car. I'd like to change the car. So they have, the dealership doesn't have the vehicle that um, that's viable for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've asked the dealership if I can cancel the deal. So um, the DP, the dealer principal said, yes, I can cancel the deal only based on the fact that I paid 10,000 rand. So you have to pay a 10,000 cancellation fee? Yeah. Okay. Perry, thank you very much for the call. That they would even quickly... Uh, how do you yes. deal with Tommy and Barry? Uh, my advice to Tommy is uh, maybe when he logged a complaint with our office, um, like now we struggled to get to to get the gist of the complaint. Yes, uh, but the, it looks like the airbags did not deploy. Yes, uh, there must be an investigation made by the manufacturer themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy can still also ask our office to provide him with the contact details of an independent assessor if that vehicle is still available for inspection Yeah. Uh, so that we can actually determine why the airbags did not uh, did not comply. Mm. We, didn't, we, we just don't have time. I would actually explain to him how these things work. But I think when he, if he can call us again or email us again, we'll be able to help him further. Certainly. And then uh, uh, can, yeah, Barry, and can Barry get his money back? Okay, at least... Yeah. Uh, Barry uh, must understand that it looks to us that there was there were no defects on the vehicle. It's just that if I understand him wrong, I mean correct, uh, the, the vehicle did not perform up to his satisfaction. Mm. You know, uh, so yes, if he used that vehicle for a couple of months and put some few kilometers, in terms of section 20 of the CPA, the dealership has a right to charge him the cost of usage. Oh, okay. But it must be fair. Okay, we have run out of time. We've run out of time and we do the usual. How do they, everybody who's called, contact you, but also everybody else who couldn't get in uh, who who has a problem? Uh, They can contact us uh, at Mm -hmm. 010-590-8378 or Zero eight six double one six four six seven two. Great stuff. And uh, we advise you when you contact them, do say you spoke to Mr. Lucius Budibe on Metro FM Talk. It may just help you. Dede Budibe, always, no. always a pleasure to talk to you. I can almost confirm this is the last yeah. time we chat this year. Have a wonderful Christmas. Thank you for everything, and we shall hook up in the new year. <laughs> It's all a pleasure. Uh, uh, we, 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 our office, because people must understand, we're also taking a break on the 15th of, of December until the 15th of Jan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, please, they, they mustn't phone you when they cannot reach us during Christmas Day, you see. Yeah, and in short, it means they must not get their cars in trouble between then and the, and the other <laughs> next year. <laughs> have a wonderful <laughs> evening, sir. <laughs> Uh, have a wonderful evening to you too, sir. Thank you very much. And that concludes the show. Thank you very much for your time, for listening. And for the calls, and thank you very much to all the guests that we we had on the show. Thank you very much to Ismail for giving me three more minutes of his show. From me, Rams Mabote, good night and God bless.